Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Live, presented by Kaleida Health. All right, welcome to a, what are we up to here? Thursday edition of One Bills Live. The week has moved quickly, um, and it feels like things are moving a lot faster today, and in a good way, um, as it's almost as if a weight has been lifted um, from the Bills organization today with the news on DeMar Hamlin, and it is all in the positive form, thankfully. Um, a statement released earlier today that read per the physicians caring for DeMar Hamlin at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, DeMar has shown remarkable improvement over the past 24 hours. While still critically ill, he has demonstrated that he appears to be neurologically intact. His lungs continue to heal and he is making steady progress. We're grateful for the love and report we have received. That's from his family. Um, Kair Elam kind of jumped the gun. <laughs> he had his tweet out before that statement even came out, and he said, our boy is doing better, awake and showing more signs of improvement. Thank you, God. Keep the prayers coming, please. All love three, exclamation point. Um, yeah, I got to tell you, like, we saw those come down on social media in our offices here in the Bills Fieldhouse. I just started clapping. Um yeah. And uh, Steve and I went for a walk after that up to the cafeteria upstairs just to get some coffee. I walked into the cafeteria and people are like, it's a great day. And I was like, yeah, it's a great day. And then I just thought about it for a second. I just went, whew. Yeah. Like it was like it was literally felt like an anvil got taken off of our shoulders. And we're three degrees away from it. I mean, we're team employees, but we're not the players. We're not the coaches. We're not the athletic training staff that was working on him. Um but we still felt like the weight of it. Do you know what I mean? Like you well, felt that's it, right? Finally, yeah, that's the. It's finally the. It's almost like a signal from Demar. I mean, like when they take these guys off the field and you give a thumbs up. Like we are finally got a signal from Demar that, and the doctors that, <clears throat> there's there's a chance he's going to be okay. You know, and obviously there's a long way to go. He's still in the hospital and critically ill. But 
Um, you know, he's it's been reported now he's holding hands with his loved ones. He's opened his eyes. Yeah, he's squeezing away, their hands, yeah. Squeezing their hands. Neurologically intact is awesome. Uh, <clears throat> so, and not for nothing, but we're sitting here and we do this show every day and we hear practice and it's been silent for a couple of days. Now today they got the music going at practice again. Yeah. Everything changed when they heard that DeMar was going to be okay. Or, or at least the good news that it, about his recovery. And you can just feel it. Uh, and I think this building isn't the only one. There, you know, Alex Van Pelt, my old teammate down in, uh, in Cleveland. The, Cleveland, the offensive coordinator for Cleveland, he had some things to say about it today. He was choked up and said that. Well, he's a Pitt alum. Great. He's a Pitt alum. He's, it's great news. He said, I'll leave it at that. Um, everybody feels it. My, my, my family, my phone's blowing up. Um, the whole thing. So it's great to see. It's great f- to feel it. Uh, we've been waiting for s- news like this since Monday night. Yeah. And this it is felt like an eternity. Gotten. It felt forever. It felt like it was going to be forever. Now, you know, we're, we're finding out now when this comes out, we're finding out that <clears throat> the name of the trainer who actually was there, the assistant trainer here in Buffalo who was there, Denny Killington, he's the guy that administered, administered the CPR on yeah. the field. And there's his picture. Uh, and, I, and I said this before yesterday and, and thought about it before. You know, when, when I was playing, there were guys on the field with us every day and in the locker room every day with us, like Denny is with these guys. And Deion Dawkins tweeted this picture of Denny out. And you don't really think about it too much until you end up you're laying on the field on your back and you can't get up for some whatever reason. And those are the faces that lean over you and ask you, hey, you know, talk to me. You okay? Um, you trust them. Uh, they're friends and they're family members. And Denny was right there. Stepped in Stepped action. in and did the CPR right then, right there. Um, good for him. Uh, and I'm sure that in the future months and, and days and months to come, these guys are going to get some recognition for <coughs> saving DeMar's fight. I mean, saving DeMar's they life. could do that at the home game on Sunday for all, as far as I'm concerned. Sure. I mean, I don't have I mean, a problem why not? with that. Yeah, why not? And <clears throat> it's, uh, uh, I think <clears throat> it, I can't say <clears throat> what a different place people in this building are today than they were 24 hours ago. Yeah. It's, like, it's like I said, it's like a weight has been lifted because we were all carrying it. Um, you know, all of us were praying for Demar, just like most of Western New York was, or all of us. Some people in the building, nobody, people didn't want to come into work. You know, Uh, they needed a day or two, and you know, the club obviously gave it to them. So it was, you know, it. I told you yesterday, I was having trouble sleeping. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this is a it's a big day. It's a it's a much brighter day. And I told you kind of jokingly now that the tension was has broken. Yeah, the pace of our day picked up considerably uh, when this news hit and about what we were going to do and the, the media availability for Sean and how that was changing everything. Um, there's a chance that we'll hear from the doctors in Cincinnati today. Well, we, we anticipate uh, a press conference <clears throat> being held at UC Medical Center in Cincinnati. And when that takes place, sometime in the next hour here, we will bring it to you live here on the show. So stay tuned for that. Uh, meanwhile... Other descriptions and reports on DeMar Hamlin's condition are as follows. ESPN's Diana Rossiti said, Good news continues to be shared by those close to DeMar Hamlin. I'm told doctors are very happy with his progress and believe he's even ahead of schedule in his recovery. 
As Steve mentioned, DeMar has even been able to hold grip hands with some family and friends. Ian Rappaport said DeMar Hamlin opened his eyes last night. He is responsive, truly incredible. One thing that's very clear from speaking to those close to him, they are endlessly appreciative of the medical care given to Hamlin on the field immediately and then over the last 72 hours. And the support has been evident. Candlelight vigils every night, fans all over social media, people donating to his GoFundMe page. What is it over? Seven and a quarter million now? Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's amazing. Um, <clears throat> Jeff Russo, a local news anchor here in Buffalo at WKBW-TV, has been out there in Cincinnati covering the story, and he tweeted something about the outpouring of support continues for DeMar Hamlin at the UC Medical Center. Two vans filled with flower deliveries just pulled up. One of the drivers said, you don't want to see how many flowers this is as she drove by. And it was basically two van loads of flowers and all for Hamlin. So this is national news. It's international news. Um, yeah. I've talked to people that have said, you know, relatives, friends overseas have asked about, Damar and information and if the we might know news. anything more stateside than right. they're getting over there on the other side of the Atlantic. It's it's amazing how far reaching this story has gone. Adam Schefter early this morning reported that Damar Hamlin's father, Mario Hamlin, addressed the entire Bills team on a Zoom call this morning to personally update everyone on his son. He said that uh, Mr. Hamlin informed the Bills that DeMar was making progress, and in the words of one source of Adam Schefter's, the team needed it. And based on what we described in the atmosphere in this building the last two days, that's accurate. I mean, people were carrying a heavy burden, and it was DeMar Hamlin's health, which was firmly in question over the last couple of days. Um, but this is good news, and, you know, we heard from the outset that they were going to sedate him to allow his body to rest, recover, not work too hard. And that was done on purpose. They also cooled his body down to reduce inflammation, swelling, those kinds of things. It was the same type of approach with Kevin Everett back in 2007. They uh, cooled his body down as well. And they did that to prevent swelling around his spinal cord and if I remember right, later that week, he was brought out of that sedated state and was awake. His teammates were there. Um, they played a game the following week. So I'm not saying the two cases are the same. They're vastly different. But it's nice that this is following a similar course. Coming out of you know the sedative state, and things look really, really positive. So that doesn't mean the prayers should stop coming. I think we still have to focus our attention on him, you know, in thoughtful prayer that his recovery continues. This is only step one of probably what will be a long road um, back to a state of normalcy that even DeMar recognizes. Right. And I think, um, you know, hopefully day by day we'll be getting more positive reports from how things are going in Cincinnati and, uh, and sooner or later that he'll be back here in Buffalo. So it's still um, – it seems as though they are very encouraged by what's happened over the over the night. He opened his eyes last night, um, and all of that. 
and uh, and we're just simply now kind of processing it and and feeling the relief that now <clears throat> not we're all of us were just sitting here hoping and with in faith just thinking that he was going to be okay now we've got some uh, reinforcement that um but that is indeed, he's on his way to doing just yeah, that. Yeah, things are on the upswing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, on a different subject concerning the Bills' future, not only with this weekend's game against the Patriots, but concerning the game that was postponed indefinitely. There have been several reports, or at the very least, speculation from national media members that the league is leaning towards scrapping the game entirely. Pro Football Talk is the latest outlet to report as such. Pro Football Talk reports the following. Current information we have. Bills, Bengals won't happen. The NFL is currently figuring out how to configure the AFC playoffs without that game. Could an eighth team be added to eliminate the bye week for the number one seed? Question mark. Adam Schefter was also on made a radio or made a television appearance and he also said he believes the NFL will not look to resume the Bills Bengals game and that the league is working either towards a potential neutral site AFC championship game or the one seed choosing between having a bye or home field with the two seed getting whatever the one seed chose not to pick. The determination of the AFC's top playoff seed if the Week 17 game is scrapped between the Bills and Bengals. Two ideas the NFL is considering, according to Schefter. Uh, The pick between those two things or a neutral site AFC title game. So there are a couple of scenarios that that they're reporting are being mulled over at the league office. It would be a a title, an AFC title game, if it it included – the Chiefs, Bills, or Bengals. Um, now, most of us will say, yeah, one of them or maybe two of them are going to be in that game. Okay, I get it. But if those two, three teams are not involved, it would be a home field advantage just like it would normally would from the from the four seed all the way down through the seven seed. The Chiefs, incidentally, have gone to the AFC Championship game and hosted it in Kansas City as the two seed twice. So it's not necessary that you have the one seed to get it. In fact, last year, if the Bills win in the 13-second game, the AFC Championship game would have been in Buffalo, even if though the Bills were the three seed. So all that's all that's on the table, and, and it, it still has to be, you yeah, know, it's, it's muddled right now. But I think I really have a hard time seeing a way forward with them playing the Cincinnati Bills game. And, and Adam Schefter, we listened to the clip on the TV. Yeah, he said, you know what? He goes, that Cincinnati-Buffalo game's got some bad mojo about it. And I get that. Can you imagine? Yeah, going back and reliving <clears throat> think that? Think about this, folks. If, if, if all this stuff, you know, it's what ifs and what and I get it. But think about if the AFC Championship game ended up being in Cincinnati against the Buffalo Bills and they have to play it in Cincinnati. Think about that. I, you know, that's hard for a guy. I, for me, it is. I, maybe for most people, they don't even give it a second thought. I, that w- I'd struggle with that. Having them here in Buffalo. If that game happens, a playoff game, I think there's going to be a struggle with that for a lot of people. At least at this point. Maybe things will change between now and whenever that would have a month away, I guess. 
But man, oh man, that to me seems that's a bad karma game. You know what I'm saying? Well, yes, yes, I, I get that. Um, I don't want to see those as soon two teams as those play two again. teams get back on the field and resume a game that's seven three Cincinnati. You know, all anybody's going to be thinking about is why they're finishing the game, why they had to, you know, return to Cincinnati to take care of it. Yeah, the the bad mojo is kind of a good description for that. It, it'll almost be like an ominous feel to the whole thing. Yes. Right? Like, yeah, I, yeah, it won't exactly. feel right. And exactly. I think they know that. I think they, I think they recognize that. I would imagine that somebody in both organizations, they said, what about playing? And, and like somebody like Sean McDermott, and I could see Sean McDermott saying this, said, listen, I got to tell you, we'd rather take the loss than go back there and get back on the field for that game. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, I do. I don't want – he doesn't – those – particularly in the last 24 hours before we got the good news about DeMar. Yeah. If you're still sitting I don't there – I don't know that it changes, though, even yeah, with exactly. the, stu- the good uh, stuff yeah. about DeMar. But think about it. It's – I'm totally there. And, I, and we were saying this, and rightfully so, after the game, everybody was saying, I said, who cares what the outcome of this game is? And I really don't. You can call it a wash, white, act like it never happened, put a hole in the schedule and say these two teams only played 16 instead of 17 games, or give Bills a loss, give Cincinnati the win. Who cares? Nobody cared. Call it a tie, flip a coin, whatever. Just tell me. Uh, because both those teams, Cincinnati and Buffalo, they're already in the playoffs, and I don't think either one of them would flinch. And I'll just say this. Nobody's going to blink about – going into the playoffs, whether they got it on the road or not. So, um, I, I just, you know, we're at a point now where at least now we can say, all right, phew, you know what, now I can feel a little bit more normal and uh, think about games and something outside of it because, I, you know, you kind of got that the great report from Cincinnati about, you know, even as little small step as it is, that he's you know, neurologically intact and he's getting better and he's yep. gripping his hands of his family. That's just awesome. We're going to shift gears now because this time of the week is when we bring in ESPN uh, NFL insider and fantasy football expert Field Yates for his ultimate fantasy lineup. This is the last one of the season brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Field, how you doing? Hey guys, I'm doing well and I uh, want to appreciate, I want to say thank you to you guys for having me on all season and uh, for those out there listening right now, certainly talking about fantasy football is to not take away from the very real circumstances that uh, the Bills family uh, and certainly DeMar Hamlin has endured over the past three days. Uh, as our thoughts continue to be with him and I heard you guys before uh, I jumped on the show and uh, it is Great to hear that there has been significant improvement for DeMar Hamlin today, and we hope that we continue to get very positive updates. Yeah, appreciate that, Field. Thanks. Thanks. Um, uh, We appreciate you coming in. I know that you got to feel like you're parachuting in on a week like this for us. We've been, (laughs) you know, we have not talked too much about football up to this point, but with the report we got on DeMar, you're a little bit of a welcomed relief. Uh, So it's good to see you. Yeah, guys, it's good to see you as well. And I would just say that, um, you know, and we've all experienced various hardships in our life. And one thing that I know I have found 
is that um, sometimes having something to take my mind away, even if temporarily, because the reality of what DeMar Hamlin is continuing to fight through is not going away. But it does give us a chance to distract our brain a little bit, which can be good for our well-being uh, during a very difficult time. And fantasy football, in a lot of ways, can be that for a lot of people. All right, so let's let's kick it off here. And there is a uh, there's you've done this the last several weeks where you've picked multiple players from one team and the stack theory is working again this week. It is. And the other consideration for this week, guys, is that you have to find players who you think have something to play for, right? Because there's a scenario and there's just, just one of many that are in play, but there is a scenario in which the Los Angeles chargers have nothing to play for by the time their game begins at 425 Eastern time because the Ravens lose to the Bengals earlier in the day, which would lock the Chargers into that fifth seed. So I tried to find players who at least right now have something to play for. I suppose coaches could make coaching decisions, but on paper, these guys should be motivated. And that starts with Kirk Cousins, our quarterback, and the Vikings play early in the day with a chance at the number two seed still available for Minnesota in the NFC. Cousins priced at $7,700. The Bears are kind of approaching this game the exact opposite way. Justin Fields is not going to play this week. He has a hip injury. Uh, I don't know how significant it is. It does not sound significant, but the Bears have the opportunity with a loss and a Texans win over the Colts to have the number one seed. So Kirk Cousins draws a very thin Bears secondary in what should be a match if he can move the football effectively. Right, and that's and that's uh... – and it is kind of tough now with this coming down because you do have a lot to sort, a lot more factors to sort through as you get this. And you go into the running backs. Um, a lot, there's a lot in this, putting this together in week 18 of the regular season right now uh, for daily fantasy. And, and your two running backs, J.K. Dobbins and Najee Harris, talk about them. Yeah, both guys who, again, have something to play for. The Ravens can still technically win the AFC North. You know, we, we'll see. It really doesn't sound like the NFL is going to play this game between the Bengals and the uh, Bills at any point. It sounds like that'll just be called either a tie or a no contest, basically a, a nothing game, which I think in a lot of ways is the right decision. So J.K. Dobbins and the, Bang, uh, and the Ravens still have some life in the AFC North. Najee Harris and the Steelers, who beat the Ravens this past week, have some life as well as they can win and make the playoffs with a couple of other things working out in their favor. Uh, Dobbins just continues to look like the far superior running back in the Ravens backfield. And Najee Harris draws a Cleveland run defense that has been shaky all season. Uh, The Browns have been a disappointment, but perhaps defensively nothing more disappointing than their interior defensive line play. So both of those guys should be in line for both significant workloads and significant production. All right, the wide receiver crew, heavy NFC feel here, especially NFC North. That's right. We're going to start with Justin Jefferson, who other than last week has been a player that's paid off. Obviously, he was shut down by the Green Bay Packers. Feels like a much different outlook this week against the Bears, who I mentioned earlier. Thin in the secondary as it is. Don't have a lockdown cornerback to try to play the role of Jair Alexander like we saw this past Sunday in Green Bay. And hard for me to think that Justin Jefferson goes back-to-back weeks of laying an egg. Other side of that game last week was, of course, Green Bay, and that's Christian Watson, who's emerged as a real playmaker for them. And the Lions secondary has been extremely generous all season to opposing wide receivers. And with a guy who has his speed, 
He may not need seven catches to pay off. He may need two or three with one big score for Watson to pay off in a major way. And then Jahan Dotson for the Washington Commanders, who draws the Cowboys, who have struggled against opposing wide receivers all year. And Sam Howell is starting for the Commanders this week. And Howell's a very unproven player. He's never started the game in the NFL. But during his time at North Carolina, the strength of his game as a thrower was vertical passing. So you figure that with Jahan Dotson's speed and Sam Howell's propensity for launching it down the field, there could be a match made right there. And then you go back to the Minnesota game with TJ Hawkinson, the tight end, um, $7,200. That seems like a guy who just seems poised to really flourish there with Minnesota. Yeah, it sure seems that he's going to continue to be a big part of their passing game going forward, and the trade has worked out well for the Vikings so far. Priced at $7,200, and other than Travis Kelsey, he's probably the best bet for a lot of volume every single week in this lineup and again they're going to have to continue to score the matchup is just right and with so few tight ends and collecting steady volume every single week uh the five to ten targets you can expect for tj hawkinson is extremely valuable in daily fantasy and i'll lead it right into the flex it's a former teammate of hawkinson's at least for a part of this season which is dj chark the lions have something to play for on sunday night if the rams beat the seahawks And if they don't, Dan Campbell has made it very clear they're going to continue to play as if they want to win on Sunday night. Uh, If there's any team that feels like it would embrace the opportunity to just go out there and compete, it would certainly be the Detroit Lions. So uh, DJ Chark makes it into the flex spot at $5,700. All right. And then defense. Uh, I know this is often a throwaway for you, but I'm guessing you're banking on subpar quarterback play from the Jets. Yeah, that's exactly right. I've got the Dolphins in my defensive spot here, and it's a cheap week. You could certainly pivot to a team as an example, like the uh, Minnesota Vikings against the Bears, uh, especially with Nathan Peterman taking over as the starter this week as opposed to Justin Fields. But the Dolphins, who have been better generating pressure from the interior of their defensive line as opposed to the perimeter of their defensive line, fit the bill here at 3500 bucks against the Jets, who last week against the Seahawks really looked like a lost offense. They have good pieces basically everywhere, but quarterback where it's still kind of a roller coaster there. It'll be Mike White and not Zach Wilson, and certainly White's been the best option for the Jets at quarterback this year. But, you know, the, the great – Uh, mystery for the Jets going forward is going to be, can they find a quarterback to complement an otherwise really solid roster? And it seems like uh, on Sunday, it may not be the answer to their question. It's going to be a game where both defenses could be very successful, especially if Skylar Thompson takes over once again for the Dolphins as their starting quarterback. Good stuff as always, Field. We appreciate you taking the time for us today. And thanks for helping us out all season, Field. Uh, We'll probably see you out at the NFL Combine, right? Yeah, I'd love to be on the show before then as well, even if it's not talking fantasy. And uh, been thinking about you guys and the entire city of Buffalo and, of course, DeMar, DeMar Hamlin and his family all week. So we'll continue to do exactly that. And uh, hopefully the next time we talk, uh, it's under even better circumstances. Thanks Good again, Field. Field. Appreciate it. Guys, take care. All right, that's ESPN NFL insider Field Yates, also your fantasy football expert with the final Ultimate Fantasy lineup of the season presented by FanDuel. Make every moment more. We take a break here because when we come back, we are expected to be joining the press conference that is going to be held 
at the UC Medical Center in Cincinnati with the doctors who have been treating DeMar Hamlin for an update. We will bring that press conference to you live next here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 